And I was just glad to be here. I was telling the kids, and I was happy, amen. We put on Facebook, happy to be at church, amen. Old song, I was glad when they said to me. I was glad when they said to me. I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Are we there? He was verse 12. And then from there, we'll jump to Hebrews chapter 10. Well, 12 through uh, 13. It says, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We'll read verse 14 to you. We have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence. All of this said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Now let's go to chapter 10. Verse 24 and 25. He was 10. Verse 24 and 25. Bless you. Verse 24 and 25. Ask me again. I'll tell you the same. <laughs> it says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as in the matter of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now let's go backwards to Acts chapter 2. I hope while we've been gone that you all still keep praying and reading and stuff. Are we there? Acts chapter 2, verse 40. It says, and with many other words, be test he testified, exhorting, saying, generation, then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day added about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and in prayers. Then fear came upon many souls and many wonders, and signs were done through the apostles. Now all those who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold possessions and good deeds and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had needed. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. So as we read this here, I want to minister on today, I titled this, The Joy of Getting Together. Can you say amen? As we see here in our text, we see the Hebrews are getting encouraged here to assemble together, to be careful not to get to that place where they get a hardness of heart, where their affection, their love for the things of God are no longer their desire, amen? And he's encouraging them, he says, listen, while today's the day, encourage one another, amen? to do good works. How many know the body of Christ? We're called together to encourage one another. We're called together as a church, the body of Christ, us believers, 
to love one another, to encourage one another, amen, to pray for one another. This is what the church is really about, amen. This is what we're here about today. It's about our love for God, but not only that, our love for one another, amen, our caring for one another, us to encourage one another to keep running the race, not to give up, to encourage one another. If you fall down, listen, brother, sister, get back up, amen, get back in the race, amen. We're here to build up one another. We're here to love one another as a body of Christ, amen. And he's saying encouraging to build, to encourage one another as we see the day approaching, amen, as we see the signs of wonders in the earth going on, as we see all this craziness going on, that we should encourage one another, not get afraid, not be worried about what's going on in the world, but to encourage one another to build each other up, to continue on in the race, to keep your eyes upon Christ. And this is what the body of Christ is about today. The joy of getting together, the joy of loving one another, the joy of being in each other's presence. And listen, we are not perfect people. Can you say amen? None of us here are perfect. None of us here got it all together. None of, that, none of us are all a bag of chips, amen? But you and I, friend, we're here together to love one another and to build each other up, to give mutual support, amen? When he's talking here, he's not talking to be just a, a Christian uh, all by yourself because, listen, when I was reading those things on NBC and they're talking about opening the church, there's these religious people that say, you don't have to go to church. You just watch it on TV. That's just good, amen? But no, but that's not what the body of Christ is. The body of Christ is the assembly of the people, amen? As we said there in Acts chapter 2, it says, they were together, they rejoiced in getting together, they rejoiced, amen, and, and hanging out and fellowshipping and praying and following the doctrine, amen? And listen, the Jews in that time, amen, they understood the importance of going to the house of God. They had joy in being in the house of God. That was a foremost thing in their mind was being in the house of God. And for us as well, listen, there's times we're going to miss church. We might be sick or something like that. But in reality, our heart's desire should be to be in the house of God and to encourage others, amen. When you see others who are missing, they haven't been in church in a month, it should be up to us to call and encourage and invite and show them love. Hey, brother, hey, sister. What are you going through? How can I help? What's keeping you away from church? Are you sick? Are you spiritually sick? Amen. And not to down them, not to push them down, but to encourage them to come back. Because listen, the only way you look down upon a brother or sister in Christ is if you're picking them up. And that's what we're called to do, to encourage one another, to build each other up. And this is what the church was doing here on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God fell upon them. Amen. They were there in that upper room. Man, it revolutionized their life, amen. It revolutionized their heart's desire for the things of God. And I pray today that God would pour out His Spirit to revolutionize our heart for the house of God, to revolutionize our heart to understand the purpose of the church, to win people to Christ, to build them up in Christ, to help them mature in Christ, to prepare their hearts and help us to grow together, amen. We're all growing together. Ain't none of us here arrived. But we're here today as a church, amen, as we see here in our text, where it's talking to the saints. See, when you see saints, that's plural. It always talks to the saints. It doesn't talk to the saint, but the saints, because we're not individuals. We're the corporate. We're a church, amen. We're a brotherhood. We're a sisterhood, amen. And that we're here to encourage one another, to love each other and encourage each other in the faith of Christ. I remember when I first got saved, the thing that kept me coming to church, amen, 
When I first started out, I had to start out that good, amen? I was kind of rocky. I would miss for a football game. I would miss for a barbecue. I would miss for different things. I always had excuses, but the brothers and of the church kept coming and following up on me. They kept coming up to encourage me. They didn't jab me up, but they said, Brother, you need to be in church, man. You need to come hear the word of God. Because how many know the Bible says that our faith comes from what? Hearing the word of God. Well, we're not hearing the word of God from we're opening ourselves up to the enemy to attack us, amen, to discourage us, to frustrate us. And when we're reading here in our text, many times the church is going through this. They're being discouraged. They're being persecuted. They're going through trials and tribulations. But they were always there for one another to encourage each other, to say, listen, brother, let's keep going. I know it's hard. I know we're persecuted. I know we're getting whipped on. I know we're getting beat on. But you know what? We've got to keep our eyes upon Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. And that's what we're doing. We're called to encourage each other, amen, to love one another, amen. And listen, you may say, what happens, Mick? I go to the nails, you know, I don't like that person that much. They bug me, amen. Well, bless your pointed head, amen. Well, none of us here are perfect. We all get in each other's nerves one at a time or another. But we're called to love because, listen, that's what love does, right? Just like in our families, our own personal families, there's always situations where you might have an anger, disagreement, but at the end, you're always there to love one another, amen? And in the kingdom of God, it takes it even further than what the world says about love. It's agape love. It's unconditional love. We love each other and we forgive one another as according to the word of God, and we come together in one mind, one heart, and one accord. And that's what it said in the book of Acts, that they were together in one mind, one heart, and one accord. They were there continuing on in the word of God. They're continuing on assembling together, and this is what we're called to do, friend, as a church. And so as we're back to church now, we, you know, I don't know about you, but some people, I, I told Margaret this way, some people, they were happy because they didn't have to come to church. They could just stay home and watch TV and just do whatever they wanted to do. But then those, amen, there's those who wanted to be in the house of God and couldn't wait, and they're here today, amen. And, friend, this should be our attitude. Every time the church is open, man, I got to be there. I got, I got to get spiritually fed, amen. I got to encourage my brother. I got to encourage my sister. Or, you know what, I need encouragement. I need to go tell someone to pray for me because the Bible says we should pray for one another, amen. We should pray. Even if they got sin, we, we can confess our sins to one another. And the Bible says we help restore, we help strengthen, not beat them up, amen. Sometimes you got to give them a little rebuke, but that's in love. But we're called, friend, to have joy to get in together because we are the church, the body of Christ. Listen, you cannot be an independent Christian. I've known people over the years, oh, I don't have to go to church. They're a bunch of hypocrites. Oh, you know what? I don't have to go to church because, you know, I'm not going to hell if I miss church. But they never go. You cannot say you're a Christian if you don't go to church. That's a reality. Amen? So I just want to show a video real quick. Where's my video guy? So we are the church of God. And you cannot be independent because it shows in our Bible clearly that they're all together as one. They're all together as one in love. And that's the greatest things that the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians, we could, sound, we could have signs and wonders, all these things. I'm paraphrasing. But it says if we don't have love, we have nothing. If we don't have love, friend, we're, we're missing out, amen, on what the kingdom of God is because that's what God shows us is love. And listen, there are over 50 one another. Listen, the Bible talks about it here to encourage one another. 
And in the Bible, there's over 50 scriptures that talk about one another, commands in the Bible. Love one another, 1 John 13, 34. Accept one another, Romans 15, 7. Be at peace with one another in Mark 9, 50. Pray for one another in James 5, 16. These are just samples of one another. Listen, because the church is about one another, preferring one another, encouraging one another, loving one another, forgiving one another, building each other up. Can you say amen? And this is what the church is called to do, to encourage. Amen. Some of you sisters got to call one another. Hey, do you need prayer? How's everything? Amen. Not a gossip session, but hey, can I pray for you? Do you need anything? You know, you're missing church. Can I help you? Do you need food? Do you need, you know, encourage one another? Because that's what the body of Christ was. We see there in, in Acts chapter 2, amen, where it says, listen, they gave to each other. They met each other's needs. They reached out to one another. And that's what we're called to do. I always ask you guys, do you need anything? Do you guys need anything? Do you need food? Whatever you need. Because I'm here to help you, to, to, to meet, help meet your need. Because I love you guys, amen? I'm a, I got a shepherd's heart. I'm not here. So, you know what a hireling is? That's, you just hire to watch a sheep. So if he loses a sheep, he don't care. But the shepherd, he'll, he'll leave that 99 to go after that one that left. And that's what we're called to do as pastors. But as a body of Christ, we're also called to do the same thing. Is that video ready? All right, let's go ahead and watch this video real quick. I love this video because, like I said, we're not called to be independent. Volume? Are you tired of small groups always getting into your business, trying to get you to share your feelings, discuss your past, confess your sins? Are you just looking for a place to kick it, network, maybe get some free grub? Me too. That's why I created what I believe to be the world's first openly shallow small group. We're not here to deal with messy stuff like feelings and emotions. You got problems? You deal with that. You're an adult. Life ain't easy. So stop the pity party. We all have our issues. We don't really want to do life together. Frankly, at shallow small group, we try not to do much of anything at all. You'll never hear us use the term, unpack that thought. We're sure it's packed away for a really good reason. And you'll never hear us use the term accountability unless you're talking about someone who deals with numbers. Hey dude, thanks for doing my taxes. You have great accountability. And spiritual growth? Who wants growth? I had a growth removed last week. <laughs> it wasn't pleasant. There's no pressure here to remember each other's name. What's going on, buddy? Oh, hey man, how's it going? Oh, dude. Captain, what's going on? We know you have a name, and that's the important thing. Group discussion? You got tickets to the big game? Sweet. Let's spend some time on that. Oh, you and your wife are struggling financially? There's tension in the relationship? Uh, that's not really the vibe we're going for. We avoid conflict like the plague. Who wants cake? <laughs> Come on and get it! And there will never, ever be an awkward silence. That's our guarantee to you. We hate bad theology as much as the next guy, and we know the surest way to prevent bad theology is to avoid theology altogether. And outreach? This is the only outreach you'll ever have to do. Some people say we're superficial, but hey, the word supers and superficial. I mean, who doesn't want to be super? Shallow small group, because when things get too deep, people drown. Won't you join us? <laughs> and see, that's a lot of people's 
thinking when it comes to serving God. They don't want to be part of a group. They just want things to be shell. Hey, how you doing? Amen. But we're called to invest in each other's lives. We're called to help each other. Amen. That awkward silence. You know, all those things. You know, there's people that don't want to be like that. But that's not what the church is called. Amen. To be. It's called to love one another. Not to be shallow. Can you say amen? So I hope that encouraged you. Amen. That we're here. We're here. Amen. I thought it was funny. I said, I got to show this. Amen. But that's what we're called to be as a church. To help each other. To build each other up. And we're, these are... Man, we're one another to each other. These are commands found in the book of Hebrews, amen? And this is written for Christians to encourage them in their faith, to keep them in Christian going forward in Christ, not backward in Christ, because it's easy to go backwards. And this is what he was trying to warn the, the Christians. How many Christians do you know are going backwards? They're not serving God no more. They're living in sin. They're living in whatever they're doing, amen? Not serving God no more, but I'm a Christian. And you can't do that, amen? you got to continue on, amen? If you know someone that's back, then you need to encourage them to come back. Even if you need to check them a little bit, you know, you got to check them, amen? But you might, you listen, when we speak words of truth, it's better than words of deceit. See, like I said, it's because someone loved me when I first got saved and kept following it up. They even went to Margaret's house to follow up on her, but, you know, her family's a little different, amen? My mom was like, what are all these cholos doing here? Why are they looking for you? Yeah, the brothers from the church, like, what? All tattooed down, all, you know, sounds scared. You know, but they were there because they loved me, and, they, and they're the ones that helped me get rooted in Christ. And this is what we're called to do, to encourage one another, to help each other grow and build relationships. Listen, and there's people sometimes they don't want to build relationships with other Christians because someone at another church burned, someone else hurt them, amen? And hurts happen in church, but how many know even in football, you got to play with hurts? You know, this past uh, year in the, in the playoffs, there was a guy that played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was their tight end. This guy played for through two games with broken ribs and a lacerated uh, kidney. He played because he wanted And for us, friends, if we're going to win and we be conquer, more than conquerors in Christ, we got to play hurt sometimes. If someone offends us, if someone hurts us, amen, we got to go and say, Lord, how many to love? Because, I listen, i got to pray that sometimes. You know, they think the pastors, amen, you know, we, we got it all together. Hey, listen, we're human too. We got struggles. We got, you know, we, we got to love everybody. Well, pastor, you got to love everybody. Well, so do you. Right? He says, let us consider one another. Discouragement made them avoid coming to church. Because people, when they get discouraged, they don't want to come to church. I'll just stay here in my pillow. I'll just stay here in my bed. I'll just stay here, amen. I'll go to my Tia Concha's house, ask her for advice. Pues mija, this is what you need to do. No, no scriptural advice. And this is what we're called to do. We come to church so we can build each other up with the word of God, friend. We got to encourage each other daily, amen. Encourage one another. It says in, in uh, chapter 13, he says, so if a sinful, unbelieving heart can turn you away from God, what is the antidote to a sinful, unbelieving heart? Encourage one another daily. If you see someone falling away to sin, you've got to go after them and love them, amen, encourage them, bring them back. And listen, this race that we're in, it's not a quick sprint. You know, you ever see the races in the Olympics? A 100-yard dash, man, 10 seconds, they're done. Then you see the guys that are running those marathon races, amen, 
Five hours later, four hours later, they ran 26.2 miles, amen. And they're tore up, amen, but they finished the race. Some of them are dragging across. Some of them are kneeling across. Some of them are crawling. They made the race. And the same thing in the kingdom of God, friend. It's going to be time when we're discouraged. It's going to be times when we quit the race. But we got to keep going, friend. And we're here to help each other, to build each other. Listen, in this church, we're called to build each other up, to encourage. We're also called to build this church up, to bring new people in. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it talks about encouraging. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just in fact that you are doing. In other words, keep doing what you're doing. Keep building each other up. Keep loving on one another. Keep motivating one another to do good works. And that's what it talks about in verse 24, to encourage one another to do good works, to keep praying, to keep reading, to keep being obedient, amen, to keep living a holy life, to keep walking and being a representative of Christ. And we're called to encourage one another to do good works. This is what the church is about. To motivate one another to love and good works. Love is the greatest commandment for the church and believers. It says in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you that you love one another. 1 John 4, 20, if a man say I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Or she's a liar. For he that loveth not his own brother, who he can see, how can he love God who he has not seen? Romans 12.10 Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Love, friend, is this ancient Greek word where they said the other day, which is agape. And in this field, friend, because it's assimilated to the kingdom of God. When you look at the kingdom of God, when you look at the church, amen, I've been to churches when I first started coming to church. I didn't go back because there was no love shown. Nobody said hi to me. No one said boo. No one said, well, thank you for coming or don't come back again. They didn't say anything. Even my wife, and she was better looking than me, and she was, looked white. That's why I never went back to those churches, amen. I want this church to be known as a church of love. I want this church to be known as a church that cares about one another, that cares about the visitors come in, that you greet them and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm Monica. Hey, you know what? I'm Rachel. I'm Veronica. I'm Jessica, whoever, Candace. And introduce, hey, I'm here, man. If there's anything I do for you, let me know. And listen, because this is what we're called to do, to build relationships. You cannot be that shallow church. A lot of people, listen, they just want to come to church, check in, check out without talking to anybody. But that's not what the kingdom of God says. We're called to have a relationship with one another. Exercise. Listen, it's a community. It's a community. That's what the kingdom of God is, a community. When we get to heaven, man, it's going to be a community of believers. You're not going to say, oh, you made it? That's probably what they're going to say, oh, you made it. But we're called, amen, to love one another, friend. We're called to glorify God as Christians in our love and our good works. God saved you and I that we can be a blessing to others. Not a curse. Not an old man, not her again, not him again. Oh, man. No, but they're like, man, I see them, amen. I remember Sister Laura, some of you know her, some of you, most of you don't, but she came here for our first four years until she passed away again. But I used to call her Sister Sunshine, amen, because every time she came, she's always just filled with hope and joy. She would love on anybody. We go to the outreaches, man, like we... Go walking away and like, hey, where's Laura at? And we go out, walk back a block and she's still talking to someone, just loving on them. And it wasn't always talking about the gospel. She could go on another tangent. 
But she would, and they were like, man, she's a nice lady. And that's what we're called to do. We're trying to get out of ourselves and, and love one another. Again, there's that one another. One another is the kingdom of God. And motivate each other to love and have good works. Someone calls you up and gossiping and complaining about a brother or sister. Say, you know what? You need to love them. Not complain about them. Not to gossip about them. That's encouraging. Can you say amen? And we should be glad to come into the house of God. Psalms 1 and 22. David simply said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. We encourage each other. Listen, sister, I know you've been missing church, brother. Are you just being spiritually lazy or are you just, you know, what's going on? How can I help you? You need a ride or you got a gas? David was glad when it was time to come to the house of the Lord. The psalmist, listen, he, he, he was considering, he didn't consider it as a requirement or a burden. He didn't say, you know what, I'm going to church today because if not, pastors going to ask me why I wasn't there. Oh, I'm not going to church today because, you know, he was there because he loved to be in the house of God. He loved God more than himself. He loved the word of God. Amen. David was a, God after man, a man after God's own heart. He loved the word of God. And the same thing with us as the church of God. We should be glad to come in the house of God. We should encourage others to come to the house of God. We should encourage one another to come hear the word of God because the more we hear the word of God, the more it gets depth within our soul. And David, listen, in that time when they would come, they would come three times a year to the temple for festivals. So many times it would cost them money because they're going to have to come from another area. Days of travel, amen. We're not talking getting in the car and drive five minutes to church, ten minutes to church and still be late. They were there early, amen. They were there, amen, with the joy, with the attitude to praise God. So here he talks about being in the walls of Jerusalem, amen. In other words, man, once we get into Jerusalem, once we're there in those pillars and those gates, man, we're in the house of God and praise God. He was glad, amen. He encouraged others. He liked when others encouraged him, and that's what we're called to do, especially the unsaved. You got unsaved family members. You got unsaved loved ones, friends. Encourage them to come to the house of God. David is overjoyed. He's overwhelmed with his love for God and his attitude to come to church. Not that it wasn't too far for him to walk. Come on, they, they walked. And if they're lucky, they had a burro to ride on. But the burro was probably carrying their stuff, their clothes, their food. and You know, they didn't have 7-Eleven to stop on the way to grab a coffee. They stopped at Mickey D's to get a McCafe or Mocha Loco Frappuccino at Starbucks. They came, amen, with just their water, their salt, their bread, their dry meat. But it wasn't too much of a trouble for them. You see, friend, we've got to be careful. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves. Because when you forsake the assembly of yourselves, that's when you're that banana that leaves a bunch and gets eaten. You're that banana that's going to fall into discouragement. You're the banana that's going to fall into temptation or sin. You're going to fall away from God. And that's what he's encouraging them. He says, don't let your heart get hard, amen? Don't let your heart get hard. Keep it pliable. Keep it soft. And some people, listen, they go to church only if they need it. But we've got to be careful, friend, that we, that's not our condition. We come because we love God. Forsaking, friend, is, is to say, you know what? No, I'm not going. I'm, I made an attitude. I made a decision. And it's easy to fall in that habit here. Well, if I miss Sunday, I'll just go next Sunday. And then that Sunday goes by. Another excuse. So we got to be very careful, friend, that you and I, we get an attitude of wanting to come to serve God. 
Because it's by faith we hear the word of God. He says so much more as we see the day approaching, as we see this craziness, as we see the day of return of Christ, we should be prepared. I don't want to be like the virgins that were asleep, amen? When the bridegroom came, man, they weren't ready. Oh, let me go get my oil. Let me go get the oil in my lamp. It was too late. They were left out. We got to live every day, friend, if Jesus Christ is coming back or if we're going home. That day refers to the time of Christ returning, friend. In other words, it's your time for Christian fellowship here on earth. Because we all have an expiration date. This world has an expiration date. The date of Jesus coming back has a date, but the Bible says no man knows. And we just got to be ready. And as we see the times getting crazy, friend, we need to be ready. We need to draw closer to God, friend. We need to be in the house of God as much as we can. Like I said, it's not a legalistic thing, amen? It's something we do out of our heart. Because your heart always shows what you are. Or what you do shows what is in your heart. And I want to end with this quote. He says, each successive Christian generation is called upon to live as a generation of the end time. If it is to live as a Christian generation. In other words, what are you saying here, friend? Our generation, we got to live as this Christ is coming back. The disciples, they believed that Jesus Christ is coming back in their time. They didn't know, but they, were, they saw him go. So they knew he was going to come back. And they served him like if he was coming back. And the same thing with us, friend. We got to be careful. We don't get spiritually lackadaisical. But we see more times now prophetical than what they saw in those times. As we see these things, encourage one another to serve God. Encourage one another to love. Encourage one another to be in the house of God. Encourage one another to grow and mature in the things of God. Because this is what the body of Christ is about, friend. This is why we come and get together. And this should be a joy of getting together. Man, it was joyful for me to see our sisters that showed up for Bible study the other day, man. It's been a while, amen. It's good to see you guys today, man, to be here today. It blesses my heart, amen, because I love you guys. And I look forward, amen, to building and seeing you grow and do things in Christ. And see other people come in and get saved, your family members, your neighbors, co-workers, Amen. Because we should have a joy of getting together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet today. Amen. Father, I pray right now for every person here, Lord God, to encourage their hearts today, Lord God. To, Lord, serve you, God, with a fervency, God, as never before, God. Lord, that our hunger for you would increase, Father God, as we see the time is drawing near. God, let us encourage one another, God, to do good works. Let us encourage one another, God, to build relationships, God. Let us encourage one another to help each other, God. And Lord, help us, Father God, to love you more than ever. I want to pray today. Maybe you're here today and you're, maybe you fell away. Maybe your heart got sinned, hit, got hard, and you fell back to sin. Or you're here today, you just want to renew and rededicate your life. I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father. I come before you today in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to forgive me my sins. I rededicate my life to you. Restore me. Refresh me. Help me to serve with all my heart and soul. 
cleanse me of all my sins for I am guilty Father thank you for forgiving me Jesus take control of my life Lord fill me with your Holy Spirit and strengthen me in Jesus name I pray hey come on let's sing this song.